The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book right now and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to today's show. Welcome. Are you, are you glad to be here? Because I am. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Who's having a little hard time today with some of the buttons, but... Technical issues. We'll get it together. Let's hope. <laughs> we only have an hour, so <laughs> chop, chop, mister. <laughs> we will help you get your money mind right on today's show. At least I will. I don't know about Michael. <laughs> We have the following great features. It is our second to the last key, practicing the three R's. And no, it's not reading, writing, and arithmetic. It would be review, revise, and recommit. And we're going to learn how that fits in so nicely with our break the budget key and rounds out what we should be doing regularly with our finances. Our moolah word of the day today, how about, since, you know, the movie is out, uh, So how about a little Atlas Shrugged reference? You know, the working title for Atlas Shrugged when Ayn was writing the book Uh was called The Strike. And her husband came up with the Atlas Shrugged thing Hmm. is actually how it came up. But yeah, I mean, it was about the men of the mind going on strike. I guess Atlas Shrugged, I mean, Atlas Shrugged just creates this, what the heck are they talking about? You know, don't, don't you think? Atlas. Atlas. Which is a. Uh, the guy that holds up the world. It's, well, it's that guy, but it's also a book. An atlas is a book of geography. Right. An atlas, yes, that is and, correct. And then the verb shrugged yeah. means to get rid of, right? Or, or yeah. sort of not care. Or, well, or it, or it just could be to lift up your shoulders. And the context, um, because after all this time, I'm sure you still haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating and you're watching the movies to get through it. So there is a critical scene in the book, and they actually reflect it in the movie. It was in part two, and it's at Hank Reardon's party, and Francisco D'Ancona is having a conversation with Hank Reardon. And he says to him, if you were Atlas holding the weight of the world, because he's referencing and referring to Hank Reardon holding the weight of the world, meaning his family and all of these people that suck and leech onto him. If, if you were, if you could tell Atlas who is holding up the world, you know, and getting tired, what would you tell him to do? And he shrug, can't. Shrug your shoulders? Well, yeah. Because obviously he can't let go, right? But he's yeah. tired. So what yeah. would you tell him to do? Shrug. Right. It lessens the tension for a minute. Oh, that's wild. I mean, the curiosity, obviously, everybody's curiosity has to be aroused by the title of that movie. 
Absolutely, absolutely. As opposed to the strike. Right, 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 right. But but that was what it was. It was what would happen if the man of the mind went on strike. And so that's our moolah word of the day. Oh, oh, I, thought, I thought it was about bowling. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps there is hope for you, a recovering <laughs> liberal, since you don't know the traditional meaning of the word yeah. strike. So, but, so perfect strike. Yeah, so we will talk about that in today's minutes on your money. But yes, if it, Atlas is in theaters, you must go see it. Please, please go see it. It's an amazing film and if you haven't seen the first two, you can Netflix them and then go to the theaters cuz it's it would be worth your time both, investment. Both, both of them are on Netflix. Yeah, one and two are on Netflix and then you can follow up by going to the theater and seeing who is John Galt Atlas part 3. Cool. So, very excited about it. So, uh, so minutes on your money. Um, this would be about financial infidelity. That favorite word, infidelity. Not my favorite word. But we're going to talk about financial infidelity because can you and your spouse have financial infidelity? Absolutely. It's actually one of our money dramas from the forthcoming book, Cracking Your Money Code. So one of the money dramas is financial infidelity. And it's what happens based on your crappy programming. Uh, I guess that's a judgmental word. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you didn't have any control over your programming. Somebody else programmed you. So shame on them for programming right. you in a crappy way, right? right? But it's just non-productive programming that runs because of these patterns that we've had. And so that's where our money dramas come from. So we're going to talk about... Uh, financial infidelity on today's Minutes on Your Money. And then our trivia question is always based on a previous show. And last week's show was Forget the Perfection Principle. So we're going to talk about that. And then our guest today, I am thrilled in our entrepreneur vein. I have an entrepreneur himself. He would be the Savvy Tax Guy from SavvyTaxGuy.com, Andrew Polis, who's also a CPA. And we're going to talk about managing taxes as an entrepreneur and the things that we should be focusing on. He's also author of the QuickBooks. Um, my computer just flipped off. He's also the author of the the ultimate QuickBooks guide or study guide or something like that. He's going to kill me when we when he hears this. But <laughs> oh, anyway, still love you. Mean it. <laughs> yeah, you really got it together. <laughs> <laughs> Better than me goofing up the board. Huh. But anyhow, <clears throat> as always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members enter automatically in weekly giveaways. However, if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. And today's trivia question is... Based on last week's key, Forget the Perfection Principle, we talked about forgetting perfection and focusing on the blank of the blank. Two P words. Blank of the blank. And if you get one, you'll get the other. Uh, so I'm not going to give you a hint. <laughs> if you get one, you'll get the other. So if you think you have the correct answer for this week's trivia question, you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you are listening live and would like to call in, you can call 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. If you are listening live from the website, uh, you can uh, chat in to win because I'm 
here in the plugin. Come visit. Hi, I'm here. And chat your way in. Or if you are listening from a podcast or a syndicator, or maybe this is a rebroadcast of this production that you're listening to in syndication, then you probably would like to win also. So yes, you can just send an email to trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. Good luck to everyone. However, if you don't have any idea what today's answer is, that's all right. Because everyone from the Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation can still walk away a winner. For you, listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial of their service just to give you the opportunity to check them out. So visit the website and start your subscription today. So financial infidelity. Can we talk? What are we we talking about today? About money secrets your significant other could be hiding from you. I probably had plenty of those way back when. Were you the secret keeper or was information being withheld? No, I was buying musical products that nobody knew about. Oh, so you were the secret keeper. I was. Naughty, naughty. But they were business investments. But then then how does that qualify as as a secret? Because was it more of a want than a need? It's hard to say. Like you needed a keyboard, but you wanted the most pimp daddy, Mac daddy, yeah, Yamaha yeah, one yeah, out there yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Probably similar to that. There you go. Okay. Uh, so they say that honesty is the key to a long-lasting relationship, but knowing your sweetheart is trustworthy enough not to stay, not to stray romantically is only one piece of your marital puzzle. LearnVest continues in their article saying, can you say with certainty that you are as confident of your partner's actions in the financial faithfulness department? That's a tough question to ask, let alone answer. At this point in my life, I totally am. Are you an open book? Yeah, I am. And and so is my partner. Well, you're lucky. Because I would think that Marty would be out buying a bunch of dog treats on the internet when you weren't looking. But (laughs) he seems like a deceptive fellow. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so according to a study conducted by the National Endowment for Financial Education, that's NEFI, as many as one third of adults who have combined their finances with a partner have committed some form of financial infidelity against that person. Wow. You know what? I'm going to make a confession. So when we lived in a condo, like all the stuff I bought on Amazon, you know, they have the downstairs security people that take all your packages, right? And so I would be able to open them and throw the boxes down the chute and get all of that stuff done. And But now, like, all of my financial infidelities are seen because we're in a house now instead of a condo. And so, like, all the boxes sit outside until the trash man comes. What the? What is this? I'm like, uh, uh, it's staples. It's cheaper to buy staple supplies and have it delivered than to go pick it up. That's why I buy toilet paper in bulk and paper towels in bulk. But occasionally, like I slip in other things. Yeah. You know, so there's there's my financial infidelity. But uh, of course, you could agree that some white lies about money are benign, like forgetting to mention that $5 latte you bought after making a pact to scale back on everyday splurges. 
But financial dishonesty can have a negative impact on your relationship, creating distrust and resentment on top of any monetary consequences. And in fact, 76% of the people surveyed by Nephi said that the money deception in their relationship affected them in some way. Nearly half of the couples acknowledged that it caused an argument, and one-third said it reduced trust in the relationship. And that's not even the worst of it. Lies don't necessarily have to ruin your relationship if you know how to deal with them effectively. So here are the three top money lies to be warned about when facing financial infidelity. I can't talk today. (laughs) I didn't do my exercises. Uh, She sells seashells by the seashore. I didn't do those before we got started. So money secret number one. He has a secret stash. Hiding funds in a separate bank account is one of the most common financial infidelities. One telltale sign that your significant other is possibly guilty of this offense is if you unearth a wad of cash stuffed in a book or buried in a sock drawer or by coming across... You're laughing. Is that like a guilt laugh? No, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean... I, it's I'm nothing I'm hiding. No. Okay. <laughs> or by coming across a bank statement for an account you didn't even know existed. Wow. Eek. Uh, so money secret number two, she downplays problem spending. Here's a scenario. Let's say that shiny new gadget your partner has been eyeing costs 300 bucks, but you don't want to shell out that kind of cash. Would she, A, argue with you about it and eventually back down, or B, fib and say the item actually cost closer to $200 instead of $300, only for you to discover the real price when the credit card statement arrives. Ooh, <laughs> Fibbing, but I have a coupon. Not really. And here is many secret numero trace. He is keeping you in the dark about ballooning debt. Lying about debt especially any that was accrued before getting married, is a classic financial infidelity, says Los Angeles-based psychologist Barbara Kadow, who estimates this issue is at the heart of about 20% of money infidelity cases. That's really bad. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think of the first time that, you know, when my husband was just a suitor, my second husband, and he asked me... And, and, and it stemmed from, like, one of his friends finding out about his, you know, live-in girlfriend's inescapable debt. Like, couldn't believe that she had that much debt. He's like, where did that come from? You live with me. I pay your bills. You have a renter in your condo. What the? He was blown away. Uh, so my husband, you know, boyfriend at the time asks me, you know, you don't have to tell me, but I was just kind of curious, like, you know, how much do you owe? And again, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. And it was just, I wish, it was a total Kodak moment. I wish I could have captured the emotion in his face because I said, okay, so are you talking like just like car payment, credit cards, student loans, things like that? Or are you talking mortgage in that? And he goes, yeah, all of it. And he goes, well, separate out the mortgage. Well, tell me what the mortgage is and then tell me what the other part is. And so I looked at him and I'm like, okay. And so like I looked off into space, like I was really thinking, you know, I was pretending to think and I'm like, seven, carry the two, one. And I was like, all of it, right? Well, I'll give you, yeah, let me just give you the total number. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, zero. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let me, let me, okay. Yeah, car payment, zero. House payment, zero. Um, 
Credit card, zero. Yeah, zero. Nice. And he was like, what do you mean? How can that be? And I said, well, because I paid cash for my house. I paid cash for my car. And, uh, yeah, I don't, if I can't pay it off at the end of the month, I don't carry debt. And I don't have student loans. And uh, he was just flabbergasted by that. Mm-hmm. And I said, why would that amaze you? And he goes, well, because you're a woman. And I was like, oh. Oh, and I said to him, and I said, you know, it would be hypocritical of me to have all of that stuff, being that I'm on the radio telling people not to do that. Yeah. Hello. Walk the talk. But he was just blown away. He couldn't believe it. Mm. You know, but we had that discussion, you know, and, and it was just the funniest thing. But I could not imagine having not having that discussion before I married somebody. Yeah. You know. And it's not about me being nosy or hoping that half of it becomes mine on the divorce day, you know, because I'm a big proponent of prenuptials, especially after being burned for my first marriage and losing everything. So, you know, uh, but, but you need, you should be aware of what people are up to, how much they have, how much they owe, what's the difference. You should know that because then the next question is, do the two of you combine your finances or do you keep them separate? Right. You know, because... Once you start commingling assets and you start commingling debt, you know, joint and several liability, you're individually responsible for the entire amount and jointly responsible Mm -hmm. for the entire amount, even if you didn't incur it. Mm -hmm. So these are serious questions to ask. So, yeah, financial infidelity, you can't mess that up. You've got to pay attention to it. So we have so much more in store coming up on this week's show. We've got our moolah word of the day. We've got the savvy tax guy, Andrew Polis, and practicing the three R's for your key. Stay tuned. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. 
Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagon Halls, with your moolah word of the day. And as I said in the intro, in the interest of the Atlas Shrug Part 3 being out now, I'm so excited. Uh, this is uh, strike is our moolah word. And it's not really a money word, but it's one that affects our money. So that's kind of why I picked it. Yeah, I've never heard it used with money. Yeah, well, a work stoppage undertaken in support of a bargaining position or in protest of some aspect of a previous agreement or proposed agreement between labor and management. Oh, okay, that's straight, sure. <laughs> so you think of baseball? Well, no, I, I thought... Or you said Bowling. Yeah, I got a strike. <laughs> that, I guess if you were playing competitively for money, then that, that would probably be a good no, move lower. No, I thought maybe it had something to do with a within the banking industry, but it, it it's a, this is about labor and management. There is strike price, and that has to do with oh, trading. Okay. That's a stock thing, but but not we're not doing that kind. We're kind of doing an Atlas Shrugged okay. entrepreneurship sort of celebration. And this can be a hang-up for many entrepreneurs if um, they are a victim of a strike. And so using it in a sentence, if a union or group of employees are unhappy with their employer, they can hold a strike or a lockout until their terms are agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Or they just, you know. Sure. They realize that it's more important to get back to work <laughs> because their employers are, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Remember that? Yeah. We do not negotiate with terrorists. We're, we're not supposed to, at yeah. least. Uh, so anyway, so that's your moolah word of the day. I'm so excited because uh, the uh, savvy tax guy from the Savvy Money Show, Andrew Polis, is joining us. And since 1995, he has been an entrepreneur. He is an enrolled agent with the IRS, and he'll talk about what that means, or we can ask him about it. He's an ABA, an ATP, and he owns Polis Accounting and Consulting. And the reason why he's so relevant to our entrepreneurship season is he's worked with small business owners and individuals to lower their tax liabilities and also to provide business consulting through a bottom line focused approach to solving problems. He is also author of the QuickBooks Ultimate Lesson Guide, teaching the fundamentals of QuickBooks. He is an adjunct professor of tax law for the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, and he has also taught for Auburn University. He is also Intuit's ProLine Central newsletter and website author. 
And he is a columnist for Main Street Tax News and speaker for the National Society of Accountants and the National Association of Tax Professionals. He's recognized as a tax software expert reviewer at reviews.com, and he's been a guest on the Willis Report Show, Fox Business News. He's published a zillion articles for Amex, Staples, ARP, Go Girl Finance, Net Credit, Proformative CEO, among others. And he is joining us on Unlock Your Wealth Radio today. So I'm so excited. Welcome to the show, Andrew. It's great to have you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Thank you, Heather. It's great to be here with you today. One of the toughest things for entrepreneurs is that we we um, we get excited about making the money. We have our cool invention. Maybe we're good at marketing. Maybe we're not. Um, but our focus is every day we have to get up and push push that rock up the hill, like my husband would say. Because every morning when you get back up, it's going to be at the bottom of the hill again. You got to push it back up. And one of the things that we forget or we say, well, we'll do it later, is paying our taxes, calculating what our tax obligation is, taking the time to manage this monster that we kind of call accounting. And, you know, what what is the first thing that we should be thinking about when we decide, do we become an entrepreneur or do we work for someone else? It's, you're very right about that, Heather. You know, it doesn't matter what type of uh, entrepreneurial focus you have, whether you start up a retail store, if you're a service-based business. The one thing that we all have in common as entrepreneurs is that we all have focus on that accounting uh, and tax element of it, which ultimately um, gets folks in trouble if, if it just goes unattended to. Um, and so... It's one of those things that needs to be addressed uh, in the beginning stages versus kind of we'll figure this out later because when later comes, it becomes problematic. And that's <laughs> challenging. Because later be- never comes because it's now again. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, it, you know, what people fail to realize is, you know, they have a certain amount of money to start up their their business, whatever it may be. And they, their whole focus is on starting up the business, trying to become successful, trying to make money, pay the bills, get up every morning, you're stressed out trying to do the same thing every morning, as you said, because the rock's going to fall to the bottom of the hill and you got to pick it back up and roll with it. But um, the tax element has to be uh, addressed early on. One thing I always recommend and advise to clients that come to me for, for planning is you need to address it day one or even before day one comes so you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, and with that, I mean that there's got to be some sort of planning, uh, just getting up like the old days where you would go to uh, the Office Depot or your local office supply store, get a set of business cards, and you're up and running as an entrepreneur. Those days are far gone. Um, if you try to work typically like that as a sole proprietorship, you're going to get just killed in taxes in the long run. So there's got to be some sort of uh, planning ahead of time. Do you form an LLC? Do you form a corporation? Uh, what kind of legal structure will you form not only to protect your assets, your personal assets that you may have that you uh, have accumulated over the years, but also from a tax planning perspective? That's the key, and that's usually step one. I mean, if you miss that, you're asking for trouble long in the long term. I mean, that's just really, there's just no other way to look at it. So it doesn't matter whether you're Heather um being a successful speaker, author, or if you're Andrew, the tax accountant, I mean, we all have one common ground, and that's really how do we pretty much uh, save ourselves on taxes long-term? How do we do the best we can legally within the limits of the law? 
So you, you sparked a few questions. Uh, so when, so you said that we need to think about this beforehand. Now I know, you know, my husband said that he, he'll never go into a business where he has to go public to raise money because of all of the accounting issues. But when we are thinking about starting our own business and, and you mentioned entity structure is critical, how do we know, or what are some basic questions that we can ask ourselves to determine, do I do an S corp? Do I do an LLC? Do I do a sole proprietorship? What are some questions that we can ask ourselves to help guide that conversation? Certainly. The, obviously, the one question we need to ask ourselves is uh, how much time do we want to allocate towards record-keeping and managing books and records? Um, zero. If, you're, <laughs> if your answer is going to be zero, which most folks are, here, here's, here's where it, uh, it, it's funny because, exactly, most, most uh, to-be entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs will say, well, I don't want to deal with the record-keeping and the headaches, but yet if you say, okay, well, if you take the easiest pr- approach, that might possibly mean you pay the most amount of taxes, then they'll be like, well, I don't like that approach either. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, we have about five minutes. <laughs> it, it, it's, so the whole the whole catch is that you know I, I just really never recommend to any of my clients uh, to, to start up a business these days um, with being a sole proprietor for, for numerous reasons. You're exposing your your assets, obviously, from a legal perspective, and I'm not an attorney, so I won't get into all that element of it. But from the tax perspective, as a sole proprietor, uh, basically to give you a quick rundown, it's it's your your uh, gross income that you will make, the business will make less all your expenses, and then whatever's left after that, just get tax, taxed at 15.3% for Social Security, Medicare, which is your self-employment tax, plus federal, plus state taxes in whatever state you live. So it could be a upwards of a 50 or 60% number that you're paying. Wow, and- really that high? Absolutely. Well, you got to figure uh, self-employment taxes, FICA is 15.3. Uh, let's just say that you are a successful entrepreneur, you're making money, and you're up at the in the in the, somewhere in the 36% or maybe 39% tax bracket now, 39.6 plus maybe state taxes if you're, I don't know, a New York resident or Chicago resident, uh, Illinois or California where taxes range, state taxes are anywhere from 8 to 10%. I mean, it's simple math is, you know, 40 plus 15 plus 10 is 50, 60%. Wow. You know, I just, I write the name of the person I had lunch with and I I write what I discussed on the back and I hand it to my accountant. I hate to say that, uh, how ignorant that sounds, but. Well, and you know, and you know, the, 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 the bad thing about it is, is we're living in a day and age where everything that our government is doing, unfortunately, is only going to make this problem worse for for your small business owners or entrepreneurs because if if we progress down the path we're going now um we might get to where taxes were after the great depression and the highest tax bracket back then was close to 70 percent oh and it's just nuts it's absolutely nuts if you think about that we wake up every morning, uh, we, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners in this country actually run the country basically from, from an economic perspective that we wake up to kill ourselves working anywhere from 12 to 15, 18 hour days uh, to potentially, if we do it wrong, only leave ourselves with 30 or 35 cents on every dollar that we earn. It's just, you know, it's incredible the amount of money that goes out to taxes. Um, we all have to pay it, but again, the, the whole objective is to have good planning, good structure. So you minimize your liability legally uh, within the limits of the law to where you're not paying as much. 
Okay, so you have my attention now. So apparently I'm not going to spend five minutes, but I'm going to take this seriously now. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to be a sole proprietor because clearly 70 cents of every dollar should be in my favor, not my outgo. Correct. And you don't want to be a sole proprietor unless, you know, there's just a reason that calls for it. Uh, Your better option most likely is going to be to form either an LLC, which is a limited liability uh, company, or a corporation. Uh, Now, the one thing that people need to be aware of is everyone, and this is quite common that I hear in my world, is, well, I want to be an escort, Andrew. And, you know, the standard response is you can't be an S-corp. You can't go to your sector of state um, office and, and tell them you want to form an S-corporation. There is no such thing as that. What we would do is uh, we would form an LLC or a corporation, and then there's a uh, special approval we have to receive by filing paperwork with the IRS to request our entity to be converted for tax purposes only to an S-corporation. And, and so that, what is an S-corporation for the an folks? Is, an S-corporation is just a tax type of entity, essentially, with the IRS. That is what allows us to take some of our profits, our earnings, as um, distributions, uh, which are not taxed for self-employment taxes. That's really what an S-corp, uh, the, the, the advantage, the savings that it provides to entrepreneurs is if, you're an, if you operate as an S-corp for tax purposes, you're basically, anything you take out as a distribution, uh, similar to a dividend, for example, if you receive dividends from a publicly traded company, uh, but they're called distributions, those distributions are not taxed for 15.3% uh, FICA taxes, self-employment taxes. So, to give you just a quick, very simple, quick rundown, let's just say that you made um, $100,000 profit for the year after all the expenses are paid for the business, and you decide that you're going to take, hypothetically, $50,000 in a salary and $50,000 in distributions. Uh, you would save 15.3% on that 50000 in distributions, which is almost a $7,700 tax savings. Wow. So it can have some significant ka-ching to your bottom line then. Oh, absolutely. I've got clients that started as entrepreneurs with uh, just, you know, we went through this whole setup, set them up, got it all ready. They started operating, turned in a one-man operation business into a successful, viable company uh, that is making six, seven million dollars a year. And, you know, again, it's when you get into those kind of numbers, the savings are huge. So although it may not be big in the beginning, you have to basically think big in order to become and big and be successful in life. If you think small in my, you know, and the way I see it in life is if you think small, you're going to stay small. If you think big, eventually you'll make it big, but you got to also plan for that day when you make it big, you want to have those tax savings. Yes, absolutely. So I have a great question for you after the break about retained earnings. You are listening to Andrew Poulos on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we will be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. And joining me is Andrew Poulos. He is an EA, an ABA, an ATP, and every other accounting acronym you could possibly think of and more. <laughs> and before the break, Andrew, we were talking about entities and you were talking about distributions on an S Corp. So I know that in, um, in, in, I think, I don't know if it's public corporations specifically or just any corporation, there's this thing called retained earnings. Now, what happens to retained earnings? Do those get taxed or? Well, Here's the deal, Heather. With um, and we'll take the focus of uh, of the S corps, which most entrepreneurs, small businesses are, because we're not really going to be dealing with um, publicly traded companies. But retained earnings is across the board for any corporation. So it doesn't matter if you're uh, Apple or if you're Pools Accounting or if you're Heather uh, Wagonhalls small corporation, we all could have retained earnings. Uh, Retained earnings is essentially any uh, earnings that the business has that it earns during the year. Uh, At year end, if you don't distribute those earnings, meaning if you don't uh, pay yourself the distributions uh, in the form of a check, then they stay in the business bank account, and essentially they become retained earnings where you can distribute them in the following year. The good thing with S-corporations for small business owners is that Unlike regular corporations that are also known as C-corporations, retained earnings, uh, earn, there's no double taxation with an S-corp. So if, let's just say you uh, earn $200,000 this year, you distribute 100000 to yourself, and then you leave 100000 in your business bank account for operating capital. Right. Uh, 
next year you decide to take 50000 out in January or February of the prior year's retained earnings, you're not paying taxes on that money again. You only pay taxes on it once. So you save on the self-employment taxes on distributions, and you also don't have the element of double taxation. Now, if I want to leave it, you know, because let's say I want a cushion, like an inventory cushion. So I want to, you know, or I have a sinking fund for equipment and things like that, you know, because sure. I'm going to have to replace stuff over time. And so I'm going to need that money. So so am I able to save that retained earnings? Do I have to relabel it and put it somewhere else? Or no, it's just retained earnings. So you can use it uh, for operating capital. You can use it to make uh, acquisition of, of equipment or inventory or whatever, depending on your business, what you may need it for. Um, you know, the, the, the crucial element that um, that I want folks to understand is that once you're taxed on the earnings of the business, the profits essentially in the year that it's earned, and it all flows through the taxation is on your personal tax return. It's not going to be at the corporate level. Therefore, there's no double taxation. So whether you take it out of the business account uh, at the end of the year or you leave it in for operating capital or, or purchases of equipment, you're being taxed on it in that year. You're not going to be taxed on it again in the following year whenever you use the money. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, that's good. That's a relief. So, yeah, it's, that's it's the essentially S corps are um, are really the the way to go for most uh, for most small businesses and entrepreneurs. The one thing I do want to mention, since we're on the subject, that folks oftentimes get in trouble. I mean, I, I've represented just a ton of you know, these cases, and um, most of the time, it's uh, entrepreneurs who have gotten bad advice or no advice from for, from uh, an accounting tax planning perspective when they start up. If you're going to convert your LLC or your corporation to an S-Corp, uh, the one thing to be noted, basically, is that you have to pay yourself as a shareholder, as, as the um, member of the LLC or a shareholder of the corporation, you have to pay yourself some sort of salary, some reasonable salary during the year. Uh, you can't just take everything out as a distribution. If you do, you're asking for trouble. It, it may not be the first year, it may not be the second year. Eventually, the IRS is going to come knocking on the door, um, basically, and put you under audit for not paying yourself a reasonable salary, basically reasonable officer compensation is what it's really technically defined as uh, within the law. So that's that's one and of the that, things. And that's that, in both an LLC and an S corp situation, or, or just well, when yeah, you the, the, we're, we're just when you convert an LLC to an S corp. If you don't convert an LLC uh, to an S corp, then you're technically not operating as an S corp for tax purposes. But if you convert an LLC to an S corp, you better believe that you've got to pay yourself some reasonable salary. Now, what's reasonable for you uh, in your business may not be reasonable in in my business, basically, and for me, because obviously we're not going to make the same gross revenues. We're not not going to have the same bottom line net profit. Uh, we don't allocate the same amount of time to our businesses. There's a lot of different factors that are used to determine what's reasonable. Um, but bottom line is, it's ultimately, if you're operating as an S corporation and you get to the point where your business starts being successful and, and making money and having a bottom line profit, if there's not a uh, reasonable, if there's any, not any salary being paid out to you, to the as, as the owner, shareholder, however you want to look at yourself, um, you're pretty much going to get yourself in a situation where, you know, again, it may take a couple of years, it may take one year, it may take three years, they'll come knocking on the door, and then you're exposing yourself to letting the IRS reclassify those distributions as officer compensation, um, and you don't want to be in that position. Now, so is that only if you're making a profit? Because what if it's a fledgling organization, and if you took the industry standard pay, you would have, you know, you'd have a negative 
cash flow situation. And so you don't, yeah. you, you don't want to do that. So every so you, business is going to be different. Exactly. I mean, every business is going to be different. Uh, nowhere in the law, uh, in the tax law, does it state when you have to pay yourself a salary or how much or at what point. Um, you know, we can't just take a brand new business and say that you have to pay yourself a twenty thousand dollars salary this year when the business hasn't even made twenty thousand. Okay. So it, it it's a case by case basis, and and this is a, again very important why a new entrepreneur uh, or you know someone who's started up and maybe they've been in business for a year or two they haven't really had a lot of uh, tax planning accounting planning uh, it's why I always stress to folks um, you don't have to use me by no means I mean there's plenty of folks out there that can you can consult with. But just hire yourself someone who's qualified, who's knowledgeable, who's licensed, who can provide you good advice. Um, and, you know, we all try to take corners as uh, new and upcoming entrepreneurs. One place, again, that shouldn't, you shouldn't cut corners and, and spend your money wisely is on the element of tax planning. Uh, if you save 10 cents today, it'll cost you 10 bucks tomorrow, essentially, if you don't do it right. Okay, so so we're t- we just talked about converting an LLC to um, an S corp. So what ha- what's the difference between an LLC or an LLP tax wise? Uh, an LLC is, is going to be a limited liability company. An LLP is a limited liability partnership. Um, just generally speaking, so we don't confuse our, our listeners, um, most of your start- startup uh, businesses and, and startup entrepreneurs are going to form a limited liability company, especially because most are just single owner operations. Um, if you start up a business and it's just yourself, well, you're not going to be a partnership because you don't have a partner. So, okay. you know, I would say nine times out of ten, your typical startup uh, business uh, entrepreneur is just going to form an LLC. Um, and, you know, for, from what I've researched over the years and, and know that these days, uh, just about every state of the 50 states in the U.S. allows for a single-member LLC. So you don't have to have multiple people involved or, or multiple members in order to form an LLC. You can go to your secretary of state. And a lot of this stuff is done online these days. You can go yeah. to the state and just form an LLC. You're up and running. And then from there, if you get some tax planning and you decide that you want to convert that LLC to an S-Corp, then there's a 75-day window uh, from the t- date of formation that you have to file that application with the IRS in order to get approved timely. Okay. So one of the things, one of the things and I'm not very quickly not to interrupt you, but uh, in the tax world, Everything. Ninety percent of what we do in my world, what I do for clients, is is time sensitive. So you, you know, if you form an LLC, you come to me five months later, you might be, you know, just you may have already shot yourself in the foot because you missed the deadline of forming a, a, a the LLC, converting it to an S corp. Let's just say you, you're a successful business. Basically, you start up um, this year and you've got a great idea, takes off, and you make half a million bucks profit, and now you basically have missed the deadline of being an S-Corp. You've Oops. got a little bit of a problem. Yep. So, it, you know, in an LLC, I can have partners, right? You know, um, if it's me and three buddies, you know, that want to start a business, do do we, do we do the LLC? Is it t- more tax advantageous to do an LLC yeah, versus an LLP? Probably. You would probably set up an LLC. Uh, you would allocate basically what percentage of ownership each of you is going to have, uh, depending on how you you know develop it. Maybe who puts in you know what amount of money or who puts in whatever time, however you want to do it. But correct, it'll be all allocated. 
than when it, if you decide to convert it to uh, you know to an S corp. Let's just say you guys come to Andrew, the accountant, and I you know to give you the rundown, and you decide, okay, well we're going to convert the LLC over to an S corp. Then we'll file the application with the IRS, and on that application, it will list each of you with your names, addresses, socials, and what percentage of ownership you own. So that's how the government's going to know when you begin to file those corporate tax returns for the LLC, what percentage Heather owns versus what percentage I own versus what percentage our other buddy owns. Yeah. Michael, you can be the other buddy. I'm the other buddy. <laughs> Michael's the other buddy. <laughs> I'm digging this because, you know, I'm a, so I'm a Essentially, what will happen, what'll happen is, let's just say the three of us formed an LLC, we'll convert it to an S-Corp. And we're equal partners of 33.33%. At the end of the year, when the LLC forms it, uh, files its, its S-Corp tax return, we will each get a K-1. Um, basically, the document's just referred to as a K-1, and it will show the earnings uh, for the year that we are to be taxed on our personal return, and then what, how much we received in distributions, and, uh, and then you know any other information, pertinent information on it. But that's how that information would flow through to our personal tax return, and we would be taxed. So the corporation still has a filing tax filing requirement, but it's just more of a formality since there's no uh, income tax to pay at the corporate level. Gotcha. So one of the confusing things for any entrepreneur, especially if they're in that, I want to dedicate zero time to this accounting thing, <laughs> is there's, you know, QuickBooks is just kind of like the go-to software that everybody uses to manage their 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 business finances. And it can be daunting, but you've created a training program. Can you tell us about your training program that you have? Indeed. I've, uh, somehow I uh, got into doing seminars, uh, about eight, eight, nine years ago. And I eventually developed, I started teaching a QuickBooks, a live QuickBooks class, which I still offer those uh, today, but I developed the class into a 16-hour um, self-study training tutorial. So it's it's basically a uh, DVD series of seven discs, 16 hours of training. It takes you from uh, level one of how to basically form a brand new company file correctly. Um, so you can set up your company uh, in QuickBooks, and then it teaches you every aspect of the software from how to set up customers, vendors, employees, how to work with your bank accounts and write checks, uh, new bank reconciliations, how to do invoicing. So it does every aspect of it um, as far as training. And it's just... QuickBooks is indeed the number one small business accounting software package out there. There's, uh, I would say, in the U.S. alone. Uh, last time I uh, checked with into it, there was uh, roughly about, I think, 5.2 or 5.3 million uh, licenses sold. Um, basically, let's just call it almost 6 million users out there. Uh, the majority I'm one of those. <laughs> yep. And we all we all use it. We all buy the software. Uh, what I encounter from my clients and, and new clients that come to me or clients that need consulting on QuickBooks is that uh, we can all go to the office supply store and purchase the software. Uh, the problem is 80% of the folks don't know how to use it. They think they're using it right until they, uh, at the end of the year comes, they give me the QuickBooks file, and then they figure out that they've been doing the whole thing uh, incorrect. <laughs> Here we got my, yeah. So it's my uh, my training DVD is 16 hours. Uh, Heather, if I may, I want to uh, just let your listeners know uh, that it sells uh, on my website at uh, SavvyTaxGuy.com. And it's spelled S A V V Y T 
taxguide.com so they can purchase it uh, online. I think you uh, may be giving out a promo code later for a special offer to your listeners. Um, but it's a great 16 hours of training. And the good thing is we've broken it down into lessons. So you don't have to watch all 16 hours at one time. You can watch lesson one, how to set up your company file. You can watch maybe lesson three, how to set up your customers. So if there's something that you don't need to, to do in QuickBooks for your business, not a problem. You don't have to watch that lesson. Oh, that's awesome. See, because I bought it and I gave it to somebody else in the <laughs> office to learn. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I get this all the time. But, you know, I, uh, a good majority of folks that come and take my, my live seminars in Atlanta um, are um, either ladies that do bookkeeping work or want to get into bookkeeping work or um, in, uh, just small entrepreneurs who send their their uh, office manager or their bookkeeping uh, lady from the office to come and, and learn because they want to make sure that you know she or he knows what they're doing. But it's uh, trust me, it's probably one of the, the best things. I mean, I love teaching seminars uh, of all types from taxes to QuickBooks seminars to entrepreneur seminars, but this is probably one of the best products I've developed in, in recent time uh, just because it's a in-demand product. I mean, if, if you're well, a And it small sounds company, comprehensive if it's 16 hours, because that's more than is. a one-day workshop, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, 16, so trust me, 16 hours, and believe me, the best thing ever is if you come to my live seminar, you're in my class for 16 hours, you're done, and then you go home, basically, with the DVD, it's self-study, you pop it in your in your computer, you watch it, if you forget something or you need to rehash something, you pop it back in next week or a month or six months later, and there you are, you're watching it again, basically. So it's just a it's a it's a great product that's actually been um, reviewed by the Library Journal, which they are the uh, official um, industry critics for the education industry for public and academic libraries. They gave it a great review, um, and so it sells online on our website again at savvytaxguide.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's show, Andrew. And if folks are interested in your advice, can they also find a way to contact you? Absolutely, they can uh, they can contact me at uh, toll free at one eight 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 nine seven six eight five six seven. An easier way to remember that is one eight 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 nine, and then my last name of Poulos P O U L O S. Uh, or they can email me online, and I have an instant live chat function on my website at savvytaxguy.com. And uh, I think uh, Heather, it's. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. If anyone's interested uh, on the uh, for the QuickBooks DVD, they can also get it using whatever promotional price that you're going to be offering to your listeners. Yay. Well, that's so awesome. So thank you again for being a part of the show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Andrew's show page. You can get our special offer made just for Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation listeners. And you can also get links to his website, his phone number, and more. Stay tuned. We have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. And it's that time for our key in the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you a part of our show. Hopefully, you're receiving a tremendous amount of value. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And we are now at our 12th key, second to the last. And this week's key is review, revise, and recommit, practicing these three R's. And as in addition to reading, writing, and arithmetic being a value, review, revise, and recommit is quintessential for you to be able to succeed with money management. And the reason why is just like diets, budgets are rigid, they're inflexible, and they're all about lack or giving up. And the key is our lives change each and every day, each and every week, every month, every year. Change is what life is. Yesterday was different than the day before, and today is different than yesterday. And while we have consistency, that doesn't necessarily mean that things are the same. And because our lives will change, you never know when that next tragedy is going to occur. Maybe you're going to have a car accident and you're incapacitated. Maybe you're going to have to take on the care of an indigent parent. Maybe you've got an unplanned pregnancy on the way. All of these things can affect how you achieve your goals or whether or not you actually do achieve your goals. So what we do in our practicing the three R's is we gather up 
our documents that we've been creating over this period of time. So we want to get our dreams with deadlines, our three questions, where am I, where am I going, and what's the difference? So we need to get those three together. And then we're going to take a look at and evaluate what has transpired over the last three months. Did we get closer to or further away from our goals? Why or why not? is the key questions to be asking. Then we're going to ask ourselves, what is different or what has changed about the next three months that I need to be paying attention to? Do I have any major life changes? Do I have any small inconveniences? Did I save well? Um, Do I have a special project that's going to require extra money? Did I have, you know, did the transmission fall out of my car and I need a new transmission? This is our chance to revise our schedule in order to accomplish it. And then finally, we want to recommit that whole process of dreams with deadlines and visualizing what our future is going to be like and revisiting our affirmations is critical to our success. So we have to recommit to either the existing goals or make commitments to the new ones. So that's it for this week's key for your key statement, key action item, and key affirmations. Please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and start your subscription now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 